Well, I greet you all in Jesus' precious name this morning. It's a beautiful morning. We, uh, uh, yeah, this time of the year, the weather is just gorgeous. And it's good to be in the house of God this morning. That one song we sang, uh, I was... Well, we're sitting together this morning as couples and families, but uh, I was thinking if there's any reason I would want to sit together as couples or families for the one song that we sang, why uh, 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 it was good to sing with my wife. (laughs) But anyways, uh, but then they sang another song and it didn't go so well, so I thought, well, maybe that's not sure how all this works. But anyways... Well, my heart is full. I was blessed. We had, we just came out of a full week of Bible school. And I think most of you were there or had been there one time or another. Um, and so I was on last week for the opening and I treated with uh, Andrew and he had the opening last week. So I am on here this morning. <clears throat> so it's a little different to uh, to say something at the end rather than the beginning of Bible school week. But the Lord gave me something to share, I think, and I trust for all of us. And also, I was thinking of Jonathan's being with us here for the last Sunday. Uh, so I was just, yeah, I just had a lot of uh, different things on my heart. And I feel the Lord just kind of brought it all together in what... I have to share here this morning. So, we serve a good God. Maybe before we go into the opening here, let's just pause for a word of prayer. Father, we come to you in Jesus' precious name. Lord, we truly do worship you this morning. God, you are worthy. Thank you that you are our God, that you loved us so much that you sent your only Son, the Lord Jesus. And Jesus, we thank you that you were willing to go all the way. You were willing to be nailed to that cross for each and every one of us so that we could be saved, so that we could experience salvation, that we could experience the grace and the power of God in our lives, that resurrection power, God, that the world has no idea of. Lord, we thank you this morning. Oh, God, have your way here, Father, I pray. For you to be here in a very real way again this morning, Lord. For we know that without you, God, we can do nothing, Father. And Lord, for myself here, just sharing what, what you laid on my heart, God. I, I, I need you, Lord. And I look to you, God, for strength and grace and clarity of thought and mind, God. That I can convey what I believe you have conveyed to my heart, Lord, this morning. God, I know it takes more than just the burden that I have and somehow others need to somehow catch that burden, Lord, but, Father, somehow to be able to convey it with words this morning. Oh, Father, that we could all go, go home or, yes, Father, and, and serve you in a deeper and a, in a greater way, Father. We thank you this morning. Thank you for loving us, God. Thank you for your goodness towards us, Lord. And thank you also for the, the week of Bible school, God, and the good, solid, sound teaching that we had. And I thank you for all the young people that were there, Lord, and were able to take in. God, I pray, 
Lord, that that seed that was sown, that it would not be lost, God. Oh, Father, we pray. Hear our cry this morning, Lord. Those, God, who, who were maybe just uh, kind of sitting and, and, and going along for the ride. God, I pray this morning, I trust and I hope there's none here this morning that, that have that heart. But God, if there are any, or if there were any, God, I pray, Father, somehow, Lord, that that seed would sprout, dear God, and bring forth fruit, Lord, in their lives, Father, in all of our lives, Lord. We thank you. Have your way. Bless your word. Help me, O oh God, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Well, it's a little bit hard for me to know where to start. Um, I might just share a little bit, a couple highlights from Bible school there. Uh, one of them was uh, yesterday morning. Was it yesterday morning? Yeah, early. I got up at 4 o'clock and took, uh, took uh, um, I can't think of his name, Mickey, Mickey up to the airport. <clears throat> And I, uh, I had wanted to do that. His father would have taken him up, but uh, and he was kind of apologetic that, you know, you don't have to take me up. And I said, I want to take you up. I just want to spend some time with you, and and it was well worth worth it. <clears throat> Even if I had to get up, didn't go to bed till about twelve thirty, and I had to get up at quarter or three forty-five or whatever it was. <clears throat> I didn't get much sleep, but after. Uh, just driving up there with Mickey why we had a we had a good time of fellowship. <clears throat> but anyways, so there was a highlight there and and just our our talking together there and 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 sensing his burden there at Bible school and and uh <clears throat> the burden that he has and and you know he brought out what did he bring out the thing there of uh fifty and only ten are have been faithful? Was that was he the one that said that? <clears throat> But there was another burden on his heart, and I'm not, I think it came through, but maybe not, uh, clear for some of us to get. And, uh, and we talked about it, and it's a burden on my own heart. And that is that we have so much good teaching. Year after year, Sunday after Sunday, here we sit. Take it in, take it in, take it in. And, uh, <clears throat> And some of this is my own thoughts here, but I think it's the same burden, same burden that Mickey was sharing there too, or as we were talking. We didn't actually talk about that much. We got up there and it was time to go, so I would have wished for another 45 minutes. But anyways, <clears throat> so we take in so much, and I had, and I got a picture of the, of the dead, or I had to think of the dead sea. I think we heard this probably many times already. Well, what happens to the dead, or what, yeah, the Dead Sea, minor, I actually looked it up last night. The Dead Sea is, is where there's a lot of water that comes in and just sits there, sits there, and sits there. And, and I did see a little bit of a picture of somebody was floating on the water. I think it's, what is it? It's a real salty water. And people can just float there. And, and you can go on with your imagination and thinking of how to make uh, applications and illustrations there. But just think about it, brothers and sisters. Do we come here Sunday after Sunday and we're floating in this salt, this sea, we're just enjoying life? Uh, I don't know, that maybe not a very good illustration, but God has better things for us. God has a, a burden on his heart this morning. 
that we do more than just taking and taking. And I, uh, if all we do is, well, I'm not sure how this is all going to fit together, but let me just read what I wrote down. If all we do is try to preserve ourselves, we end up becoming dead spiritually. <clears throat> so one of, one of the Mickey's burdens was, is, you know, he was, he was laying out a lot there of, of, uh, of being faithful. In, 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 in some of these, you know, some of us have gone through some, some hard times and, and we're, we're trying to, if you will, stabilize where we're at as a church and all those things. And we need that, brothers and sisters. But while that is happening, let us remember also that we need to have life that flows from the throne of God. And I, had a, I, I listened to a message uh, one time and, and he, he gave this picture of a big... Uh, uh, a big 10-foot tube of water. I, I think it was somewhere they were running water. It was a big tube, or a, a tube, 10-foot wide, 10-foot diameter. I don't know if you can visualize a big tube like that. <clears throat> that life that is flowing from the throne of God. <clears throat> Praise God. <clears throat> so, may God help us to be faithful and, you know, we, we have a tendency of uh, <clears throat> taking out of the pie what we want. But brothers and sisters, in the pie is, if you will, Christ. We tend to take out the piece that you want to put it in three slices, four or five, or however many slices you want to put in there. We tend to take out the slices that we want, but Christ is not divided. Christ is whole. And may we go for the, the whole Christ this morning. <clears throat> The teaching that we heard this past week, may we embrace it with all our heart that we may save ourselves and others and not just sit on it and be safe ourselves, but also share it with others that they also may be saved from that downward slippery slope. We are living in dangerous times. We're living in perilous times and we need each other. We need the sound teaching don't let me don't 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 get the thought or the idea that I'm that I'm saying we shouldn't get together and have good teaching and but the, the thing is we we don't want to just sit on it. We don't want to just sit on it. <clears throat> but allow that what we hear to motivate us to press us on to press us into the kingdom of God and and serve him for his honor and for his glory. He truly is worthy this morning. <clears throat> God wants us to, to use all of us here this morning, dear young people. There's only a, a handful of you here this morning. I was hoping there would be more. <laughs> but uh, but uh, God wants to use all of us, so I guess I'm preaching to all of us here this morning. Uh, God wants to use all of us to reach out to those 40 that are losing their way and have lost their way. Are you one of those 40 or are you one of those 10 this morning? Do we know what that picture is? The 10 that are faithful and the, and the 40 that are, have lost their way or are losing their way? Where, where are we at this morning? <clears throat> well, may we as, we, as we hear this teaching on music, and Elvin, I could identify with what you were saying there Friday evening. I was at home Monday Monday, uh, I think it was afternoon, the last, 
Yeah, the last session there, I had it from four to five, Harold Dean Miller. And I found he was talking there, teaching there on something about rock music and all that. <clears throat> but I find myself crying. I found myself crying, brother. <clears throat> and I also had to think, why am I crying for? And I'm one of those who used to listen to that garbage that was from the pit of hell. I was one of those. And it just dawned on me afresh. It was the mercy of God that those gates of hell didn't open up and I went right down into the pit. It was the mercy and the grace of God. And I'm here today because of the mercy, the grace, the love of God. And I don't know if there's any here this morning, there probably is, that have listened to that type of music. But I trust that every one of us have been delivered from it. And it's nothing to play with. It's nothing to play with. I might just say a little quickly here. I, my little journey, I shared this with our people at home, our youth at home this past week. I don't know if we're going to get through all this. But um, I used to my, I was probably, I don't know how old I was. 12, 13, 14 years old. And somehow I was able to listen to, or I had tapes, my old, probably my older brothers, had a, a tape player, and I, I did listen to, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, uh, bluegrass music, is what they called it. And I went to my friend's, a friend's house one Sunday, and, you know, I had these, we had these tapes, these bluegrass tapes, and here he had other tapes, and they were from the Beatles. And I said, oh, I don't listen to that. I don't, I don't like that stuff. <clears throat> and or, <clears throat> anyways, well, something happened that day. Somehow I did, to the end of the day, I did actually like listening to the Beatles. And to the end of, as year, as days and, and weeks and months and years, why I was into listening to bad, bad music. <clears throat> and that's why I say this morning it was the mercy of God that he, that he, uh, that he got me out of that. <clears throat> so I'm thankful this morning. And if you're here this morning again, if you're listening to any music, and I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can, uh, what I can say to shock any one of you that would even have a hint of wanting to listen to the wrong type of music. It will take you where you might not think it will take you. It will take you. It will take you. Anyways, God has a work for us to do. There is something for everyone to do. Not one of us has to be standing idle and wondering what should I be doing. There are 40 out there, if you will, that, are, that are, have lost and are losing their way. They have given in to the spirit, will I say, of the world. And they're losing their way. <clears throat> and brothers and sisters, we also need each other. 
to help each other from going down that slippery path that leads to hell. <clears throat> we do. <clears throat> Anyways, let's go to uh, first, Second Corinthians chapter 5 this morning. <clears throat> I'd like to uh, read here in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting at uh, verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then all would be dead. That he died, that, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, and that's the that's the, uh, the, the, the title of the message this morning, the ministry of reconciliation. He has given us the ministry of reconciliation to it that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. <clears throat> he has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. It says here, <clears throat> Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Are you a new creature here this morning? Have you been saved? Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Christ Jesus, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. I don't know, but I just, in my simple reading here this morning... I read that, that that whoever has been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, God has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Every one of us. Don't think that you can just float in the nice uh, uh, salty sea and just float along and, and get fat. God has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. There's a dying world out there that needs to see us live a clear, godly life. And there is no, yeah, there's a lot to say on that, but they're looking. What does it say? By this show, by this show, men know that you are my disciples by the love that you have one for another. The world needs to see that. That it's working for us. It's working for you. It's working for us together. 
that it's actually appealing, that it's actually inviting. I mean, there's so much hate and, and murder and, and, and killing and whatever else, else out there. They're tired of that. <clears throat> he has given to us a ministry of reconciliation. Let me, reach, or let, me, let me say this here this morning. There are only a few that God can use. Wow, is that true? There's only a few that God can use for the minister of reconciliation. <clears throat> well, let's look at it this way. Let you and me be one of those few that God can use. <clears throat> Let us, you and me, be one of those few that God can use. <clears throat> I, uh, I have five points here this morning that I want to quickly give. I want to give five points on what we need to be effective ministers of reconciliation. Five points here this morning, and I'm sure there's more, but these are the ones that uh, I thought of in light of where my, where my meditations were and even uh, what we read here this morning out of Corinthians. We have in uh, verse 14, it says, uh, The love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then all, then we're all dead. The love of Christ constraineth us. <clears throat> we were all dead in trespasses and sin. We all had gone our own way. We all like sheep have gone astray. But God had mercy on us and saved us. The love of Christ constraineth us. Where's our heart this morning? Where's my heart this morning? Well, we need a heart. If we're going to be effective ministers of reconciliation, we're going to need a heart that is overflowing. That ten-foot pipe from heaven... We need that uh, heart that is overflowing with the love of God. <clears throat> we need a heart that is full of the love of God. And brothers and sisters, we don't have that naturally. How do we get it? We know how we get it. I think we know how we get it. It's simply by a real walk with God that is connected by faith. And I, I, when we were back at uh, uh, the leadership seminar, and was it David Oswald said about faith? What, what is faith? Faith is what connects us with a holy God who is, and, and the love of God. And, and if, you need, if, you, if you're lacking the love of God, it's because you're not connected the way you need to be. Is that, is that simple enough? Is that simple enough? <clears throat> we need a heart that is overflowing with the love of God. <clears throat> when I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, we sang that song this morning. <clears throat> we have a soul to save and a, and a God to glorify. Couldn't, uh, there's a song that goes like that, and I'm not. Uh, some of you may be know what, what's the title of that song, Elvin? I think you've mentioned it different times. A charge to keep I have. A soul to save. You have a soul yourself, and there's many souls out there that are lost. 
There's many souls that have been, how should I say, delusionized. And they need someone who has a clear walk with God. And that you can speak. That you can help them to be reconciled back to God again. Okay, let's go to Luke chapter 17. Quickly here this morning. The next point is devotion. Luke 17, 11 to 19. It's a familiar account here. I'm in John. That doesn't work. Luke 17, verse 11 to 19. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee and as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And, he, and it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, and one of them, this is ten, one out of ten, we were talking about ten out of fifty, here's one out of ten, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Where were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. <clears throat> I heard a message or read a message years ago on this account here and it kind of came back to me as I was thinking on this. <clears throat> but here we have ten lepers and they all, ten of them, cry out to Jesus for mercy that He would cleanse them and He did. Well, they were cleansed. It says there they, went, they were going back to the priests and as they were going, they were cleansed. But why is it? Why is it that only one of them turn around and fell and worshipped the Lord Jesus. Why was it that there was only one? And I actually thought of this when, uh, when, when Mickey said it or when I heard what he said. Ten out of fifty. One out of ten. And I could, I could say a lot on that. One to ten. And even the burden that I think that Mickey was bringing out. You know, it's very easy for us. We have worked, some of us have worked hard and we have labored. It's very easy maybe to just to sit on the, sit in the sun, or how should I say, that picture again of the salt sea, float in the sun, and, and, or float in the water, and enjoy ourselves. But you know what? A person has seen, has surveyed the wondrous cross, has been saved, and truly that, that thing, he does not lose sight of that. 
There is a heart, there is an emotion there that he cannot just float on the water and, 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 and float life away. <clears throat> May God help us. May God help us. <clears throat> and there is many different ways that we can do that. We can float away on many different things. If you want to just uh, put it in that way. You, you, you allow the Lord to speak to yourself. I want Him to speak to me on these things. <clears throat> oh, to have a heart that is, that is devoted truly to Him. <clears throat> you know, if we lose sight of what Jesus did for us, what starts happening? What starts happening? We start losing out spiritually. We do. We do. <clears throat> and you know, when the songs start getting... Not, there's no, there's, you sense a lack of enthusiasm about some of these songs? Is that out of an indication of where our heart is at? Not always, not always. I mean, there's a, I remember, Elvin, you mentioned about uh, there was only a couple of us together here. We were singing and it was more quiet. And there's a place where just singing quietly is in place too. But you can sing quietly with a heart of devotion. You can sing Loudly, if you will, with a heart that's just overflowing and it's just coming out. <clears throat> May God help us to be devoted. This is what it takes. It takes a heart of devotion if we want to have a ministry of reconciliation. <clears throat> the other one is grace and truth. In First John, uh, uh, not First John, John, let's just turn to John chapter 1. This was another highlight from Bible school that I so was blessed and so encouraged I never heard it the way Harold Dean put it. And I'm not sure if I completely heard everything he said on it. And maybe sometimes I hear a phrase and I hear a little bit and I kind of think where the man's going and I just, my mind just goes. <laughs> so if he didn't, if, 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 if I'm saying it different than what he said it, why well, you, you tell me afterwards, okay? But here we have in John, it says, uh, first John, or John, St. John chapter one, it says that Jesus was full of grace and truth. <clears throat> the law was given, verse 17, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And, and, and Harold said something about these two grace and truth being twins. It, 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 how many of you heard that this past week? Grace and truth being twins. Okay? What, does he, what did he mean by that? Well, this is, this is, I was trying to think, so how, how, do we, how do we get a hold of what he was saying? So this is how I put it down. They are twins. They look alike. You know, that's how, well, you have, when you have twins that are, what do they call it? Identical twins. You can't tell them apart. <clears throat> twins that are identical can play a lot of tricks on people. <clears throat> but this one here, there's no tricks. Grace and truth here. We have grace and truth. They're twins. They look alike. When truth is operating, it looks like grace. When grace is operating, it looks like truth. They are twins. You can't tell which one is in operation. Isn't that beautiful? I like that. <laughs> now, in the natural mind, you know, we know. Yeah, I know. But, grace and truth. Are we so full of grace? Are we so full of truth that sometimes when a person 
is talking or exercising the one or the other, if you will. You don't, you're not sure which one it is. <clears throat> well, that's something that I'm holding up there. I, I want to pursue that with all I have. <clears throat> if we want to have the ministry of reconciliation, I believe this is a big one. I believe this is a big one. Grace and truth. <clears throat> Twins. You can't tell them apart. They're identical. Uh, twins, you can't tell them apart. But grace and truth aren't identical, are they? It's just that, you know, it's hard to say what, maybe which one is, uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, we can, and, and, and I could expound on this, and I did a little bit to somebody I was talking to. You know, in the natural, it's easy to go one way or the other. We can go, it, it just is that way. Humanly, we can. You know, somebody that is more of a mercy, you know, it's just like, you know, they, they can show mercy to everybody. But then when it comes to being uh, maybe a little bit harder, being get, saying the truth, it's harder for them to do that. But somebody that has, you know, maybe a little bit more on the truth side, then it's harder for them to, to have the grace side. It's simply we need... So the answer is not that we say, well, you know, we, we just need to somehow, uh, I don't know, get best, better personalities that, that, that they're twins or, or whatever, I don't know. But no, the answer to me is, is that we are in touch with God who is full of grace and truth. And then they'll come out right. <clears throat> so anyways, if you want to be effective, we need both. We need uh, grace and truth. Number four, I have faith. Uh, if we want to be effective ministers of reconciliation, we need faith. Faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by this, the elders obtain a good report. Faith. Hebrews eleven six also says, Without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Must believe. Faith believes. Corinthians thirteen says about that's the, the love chapter, and and I don't know when it was that it dawned on me that that chapter is full of faith. Should be in chapter uh, Hebrews chapter eleven. <clears throat> Charity beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never fails. <clears throat> if we want to be effective ministers of reconciliation, we need to have faith. Faith believes, unbelief says, it is hopeless. This thing, it's, it's not, it's not going to work. It's, it's hopeless. We spend all our energies, and in the natural, we tend to, to, to look at it that way. We do. It's like there is no hope, but... Where there is a man, where there is a woman who has somehow faith in God that God can change this thing. Therefore, we need faith. Lord, help thou our unbelief. Help thou our unbelief. <clears throat> Let's go to 1 John 3.16 <clears throat> quickly. Time is running out here. <clears throat> But my mind went to this as I was pondering this thing of faith. Uh, First John three sixteen to twenty two. It says First John three sixteen to twenty two. 
It says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our hearts, and knoweth all things. Beloved, beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we what? Faith or unbelief. Then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. That's faith. That's faith in operation. First John uh, just over a, a page or so, five thirteen to 16, it says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye might know that ye have eternal life, and that ye might believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And we know that He heareth us whatsoever we ask. We know we have the petition... <gasps> That we desire of him. If. Now this is in the context. uh, Or how should I say. With what we read. Now let's read this verse. If any man see his brother's sin. Is sin which is not unto death. He shall ask. And he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. If a man. If any man see his brother's sin. Is sin which is not unto death. He shall ask, and he shall give him life. Lord, help our unbelief. There are dead, there are people that are dead in trespasses and sin. There are people that that are dead in their sins. Who will pray and believe God that God can give them life, that they can have life? Well, if we want to be ministers of reconciliation, we need, to, we need to have faith. And the last one is to have a pure heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Is my heart pure? And this is not where we just do it once and for all, but it's a lifelong thing where I, uh, Mickey, that message that he had on humility, I liked his illustration there of where he, he felt like he came out of his, how did he say, out of his clothing of humility, out of his, if you will, coveralls. And he had to get back in again. Are we in the coveralls of, of purity this morning? Is our heart pure before God? <clears throat> if we want to be effective ministers of reconciliation, we need to have a heart that is pure. <clears throat> And I had to think, too, of, uh, of uh, uh, James. Is it in James it says that uh, the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy, without partiality, without hypocrisy. <clears throat> pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So may God help us not just to sit on these 
things that we have heard. But allow them. You know, first of all, we need to own them. If we don't own them, we can't help anyone. First of all, we need to own them so that we can help others, so that we can be ministers, uh, 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 that we can be effective ministers of reconciliation. So I trust that this can be an encouragement for all of us as we go home this week, youth and all of us, that uh, we can be encouraged uh, to take these things that we heard this past week and to make them work in our lives and that we can help others, that we can be ministers of uh, reconciliation. That's my prayer for all of us and for myself included. I had a song I had uh, asked Lavon to sing. I think maybe we'll still do that. Uh, See, what page is that, Lavon? 620? Let's just turn to that. Let's sing that yet. 620? Go ahead. Mm.